Get out of here. Way back. He looks up. There's the cycle. You can't put it on the board. Yes. A single, double, triple, and home run in one game. He is hit for the cycle. Hey, hey. Welcome back. It's the cycle. I'm your host, Pat McGann, and I'm with Kevin Bozeman this week. Kevin, we got a nice episode for our people. We have uh, just had a nice conversation with Jeff Morrow. Dude, it is so awesome to see someone like work so hard to achieve like their dream. Thank like, you. He, not you. <laughs> the like Jeff, he did everything. Like he he clearly is comfortable with being in front of the camera. And he wanted to like he he's got like a star power. But yes, you, he does. Like, what an impressive resume, and the dude settled in with just being famous with making sandwiches. The Sandwich King. <laughs> He's the sandwich. I want to be like, you're Jeff Morrow, the Sandwich King <laughs> the sandwich of Chicago. King. Well, this will be a hoot. Sandwich King. He's <laughs> got a great restaurant in the city, and he, he's found – that's just somebody that, that tries so many different lanes, and then they found their lane, yep. and then just – But combined, like, that's the thing, cool thing. Combine his passions. He's funny guy. He did. He did a lot of uh, improv. He did a lot of uh, you know comedy training. He said he did stand up, and now and then he w- was passionate about food. And then he's like, "What can I do together?" Because you know we even t- touched on that. So a lot of chefs are they're not the most social. Some of them are a little right. bit arrogant, a little bit like this guy. Total different approach. That's why he's on TV. He's doing the two things he loves. He's put them together, and you know that's and, what. And and he's killing it. And and then to be with Sharon, like the the name, some of the best chefs in the world, and he's. Right there with them, just right. like you know, he's uh, they're they're peers, and he he's doing it well. So this is a great interview. You guys got to listen to this, and one. he's doing it, uh, you know, with sandwiches. That's nothing, you know. With that's sandwiches. He's the everyman. And then when you talk to, when you listen about his theory about sandwiches, it's really not that complicated. No, <laughs> it's like man, this is he's really. You would think he's gonna throw some curveball at you, but no. We trust us, people. However you're making some your knowledge. sandwiches, however you're making your sandwiches, stay the course. Drop some knowledge, King. And then he just said stuff that I kind of already know. Right. No, I love that nickname. You, no, you asked him right. about the nickname. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Who, who are some favorite kings? That's a that's a because that's a heavy nickname. King. They're all. You know what? They're pretty much all the kings are now are pretty much anointed themselves. Yeah. Like King James, he. LeBron James anointed himself as the king. He has right. on his arm the yeah. tattoo, the chosen one. You know what I'm saying? That's like, very that's, humble. That's very, <laughs> to have that on your arm, the chosen one. Uh, king James. Um, well, the king is Elvis, right? I mean, the king that's the king. Is Elvis. But didn't he call himself that as well? Like, I don't think so. Be, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he kind of started calling himself that. or. Look, if, man, I'm pretty sure he dressed himself up in a cape. But no that's where it did, starts, right? I think, because then everyone else had to, like, he was the king, and then everyone else had to be specific about, like, Michael right. Jackson is the king. The king of pop. Yeah. Right. Who else is the king? Uh, Bernard King. There you go. <laughs> Bernard King. That's his he name. He started calling he himself that. <laughs> his real name was Bernard James. He's yeah, like, I'm going to change the king. I'm going to change the king. Harley Race, the king. The Harley wrestler. Race, yes. Yeah, the king. Uh, was JYD ever the king? Junkyard Dog? Did he ever? No. No? I thought no. he was. was no. The Junkyard Dog? No, he was never the king. Felix Hernandez, they call him. King Felix? King, uh, yeah, right? King, king Felix. Felix. Um, then you have like, just the king, like you know, the home run king, strikeout king. That, that can change. There's uh, the king of France, that dude. Yep. 
right? I mean, that's a real king, Louis, though, right? Louis the Fourteenth. Right. That's that's a real king. Yeah. Like how did I, I wonder how real kings feel about that? You're king too. Well, you know, I'm, yeah, like, I'm never, a sandwich king. We've I'm never like, had a king like in you know in Britain, like because we had the queen. The queen. Like one of these days that Charles is going to be king. And he's challenging he's challenging Frank Thomas to uh, a, a cook-off, right? Yeah. But you know what we all know? Frank. Not re- King Charles. Not Prince Charles. <laughs> like, but we, Jeff but Morrow we, and Frank Thomas. What we didn't talk about was, you know, Frank has a restaurant and he does take. I think Fr- Frank is a live dog. Like if you're going to, if you if there was a money line bet against uh, Frank Thomas and the Sandwich King, like Frank Thomas has his own restaurant and he takes pride in his own food. I think he's going to put up a good fight. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Well, this guy seems really prepared, like what he's bringing. He's going to grill out some stuff. And uh, what do you say? Patty Mount? Well, you'll hear it in the interview. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm going to check out his restaurant. He plugged that, and uh, I've heard good things about it. So definitely going to be there. And then in addition to Jeff Morrow, the Sandwich King, this episode, we sat down uh, just a short while ago with uh, four players of the Chicago Sky. And you and you terrorized them. <laughs> you <laughs> well, here's terrorized the, them, right? Here's the background. Like They did not know who we were and they shouldn't right they didn't know that we were comics they didn't know that it was like a light conversation and we were expecting just two of them to sit down four of them were here and they're like well i'll do it and i think that just you know we have two microphones and we have four of them sitting there and i think that made it a little bit like no one really wanted to step up right away and then you terrorized them and then i went after them a little bit (laughs) not More out of frustration, like <laughs> I was trying to be nice and likable, but and then it was it wasn't moving along, and I felt you know, I feel bad about it now. Looking back, it was like over a week ago we yeah, did it. It was great. L- listen, man, it's always impressive to be around professional athletes. I'm right. always just in awe of someone that's able to do something that only one percent of one percent of the population can do, and they're the best of the best. Yep. And they're so dedicated to their craft. And, like, even though they were, you know, we had to pull some teeth to get out get out of them. And it's only they, because they, they were, were a little bit blindsided, you know. I don't think that they're, they were made aware of what we were doing. They and, pretty much walked past were, the office and we grabbed them and sat them down yeah. and just started asking them questions. Like, like wait, what? What's happening? As All we've right. done with girls before. They and were walking. Just like, and just like girls at a club, they got together in a huddle, and then they didn't <laughs> let the dude break their huddle. Right. Nope, it's girls' night. We're going to dance. They're a team. And then we don't want dudes. Get away. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was fun, though. And they were so nice. We talked to them afterwards, and um, I think that they were just kind of like, we didn't, you know, we didn't Have know. you been to a Sky game before? Because I, I want to go. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going definitely to gonna go. go. And those players that we talked to are Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, Tamara Young, and Cappy Pondexter. And they were great. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. So enjoy that. And um, Jeff Morrow, Sandwich King, The Sky, that's about it. And I know you got some stuff coming up, Kevin, that you might want to mention. Uh, you're performing locally. so th- Yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, I'm uh, at Zany's. Um, I'll be doing downtown and Rosemont the week of the 21st through the 26th. So go to zanies.com or go to my website, kevinbozeman.com uh, and of course follow me on twitter at kevin bozeman but yeah i'm uh it's good always good if to you be haven't home. seen this guy perform stand-up live you you're missing out honestly not just saying that i saw you the other night it, 
and you're gonna be re recording your album soon, so you're very yes. sharp right now. You got a lot of great stuff. Check out Kevin Bowes and make sure you do that. And make sure you get to this game on June 10th that we're doing this battle. The Sox are coming back for a homestand. They've been on the road for a little bit, but they're gonna have this barbecue battle at the Fan Deck. You can get tickets at WhiteSox.com/slash/BBQBattle. BBQ Battle. WhiteSox.com slash BBQ Battle. You can uh, you get a ticket to the game, if, of course, as well. You come in the stadium when doors open at 540. Mm -hmm. The barbecue battle starts at the fan deck in center field at 545. You'll see Jeff Morrow there. You'll see Frank Thomas there. They'll be grilling out against each other. You might get taste what they're making. And then you can hang out for the game. Yeah. It's great, man. Come on out. Let's do it. Let's go. Go, go, socks. You can't come that night. Come uh, one of the other nights. They're going to be home for a little bit. So come check them out. They'll be coming back from the road. And uh, we would love to see you at the park. Make sure you are uh, telling your friends and sharing these episodes of The Cycle. Our downloads are growing. We love it. And uh, give us a review on iTunes if you are up to it. Uh, enjoy this episode. Thank you, guys. All right. We're excited to have Jeff Morrow, the Sandwich King, joining us on The Cycle. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. Doing good. Happy to be uh, happy to be here in uh, Chicago. I've been on the road for uh, this week a lot, so happy to be back home. Are oh, you self-anointed, or did someone name you the, the Sandwich King? Or did you wake up and was like, you know what? I'm the best. No one, no one makes sandwiches. I'm the king. I'm the king of sandwiches, and it's time everyone knows this. Well, you I know what? The I, title. <clears throat> You know, actually, Bobby Flay gave me that name uh, when I was competing in a Food Network Star Season 7. About three episodes into it, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, if, if you're not familiar with it, it's a reality show competition where, like, you know, like a top chef, you live in a house yeah. with a bunch of, just, just a bunch of animals, and you compete, and, you, you know, you're sequestered, and it's madness. But my point of view from the day one was sandwiches and that's my thing. I'm a deli guy. I've been, you know, professionally making sandwiches for 15 years at that point. So I was, I was, uh, you know, ready to share that knowledge with the world. And, and, and that was my point of view. And he just kind of dumped pressure me. though, like, man. Sandwiches. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Now you gotta so, be the king. You weren't but, even, you weren't in a prince at first. You went right to the king. Yeah, I know. I didn't Bobby, even. Uh, <laughs> once Bobby Flay says it, then that's all. You had me at Bobby Flay. Like Bobby Flay says, you're the king. You're gonna be like, you know what? If Bobby Flay says I'm the king, then who am I to argue? Exactly. That? Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, you know, I've. It's, 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 that's one thing I learned quickly in this business: never argue with Bobby Flay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's great yeah. to have a big nickname like that. And you started, like you said, in the deli business. Uh, just tell us how you guys started uh, with, you know, working with the food. You know, when I was uh, out of college, you know, I always had a, you know, love affair with food, cooking, everything, just growing up. And then went to college and uh, graduated with, a, you know, a solid uh, 2.4 average with that's a communications, yeah. communications degree of uh, Bradley University. Oh, um, 2.4 Bradley, man. That is... When, uh, when were you there? Uh, I graduated in uh, 2000. Oh. Oh, man. This guy's way ahead guy. of us. <laughs> He's... <Man>. <laughs> <laughs> well, hanging up. This is... Uh, we're hanging up. You're way too successful for being younger <laughs> than us. Man. Yeah, well, hey, you know, you know what? I, uh, you know... 
the thing was that, uh, you know, I always wanted to, to meld my, you know, passion for cooking cause I, I, and, and performing. I always was a performer, stand-up, sketch comedy, improv, everything, ever since I was in third grade. And then I got in love with food, and uh, I opened a deli with my cousin right out of, right out of college. And that kind of thrust me into the, you know, culinary world, at least the professional end of it. And then, so, you know, I, I haven't stopped doing both of those things since, so... Yeah, I saw you were Tony and Tony Tina's <laughs> wedding. Uh, yes, I was. I. It's funny. Like the same, the same week we opened the deli, I got cast in Tony and Tina's wedding. I just went on a, you know, I went on an open call and, and you know, showed them my chops, I guess, and I was ca- cast as a waiter and then worked my way up to Tony? all the uh, various to Tony. Yeah, so I, I was in that show for four years. So I did. Tony and Tina's for four years, uh, had the deli for four years, and, and kind of stopped both at the same time and then moved to L.A. Does that make you kinda... hate going to weddings after being a show, like going to a normal wedding? <laughs> no, it was always the first of all, you know, I, I, I'd work full time all day and I'd go to the show. We do six shows a week, you know, so I, I really couldn't go to any weddings because they wouldn't really let you take days off, so... Like, the few weddings I did go to in those four years, I couldn't wait. You know, I just got totally hammered. <laughs> I was like, I was so happy not to be, uh, you know, performing or working. But, you know, people make jokes still to this day yeah, whenever right. I go to a wedding. That was a great gig, and that was, like, one of the longest-running shows in Chicago. Yeah, it was. I think they did, I forget what it was, uh, 16, 17 years, something like that. Was it always no. the same Tina that you were marrying every week? No. no, I cycled through about three or four Tinas. Yeah, that's right. You're the sandwich king, man. <laughs> that's right. Boom. I could, one, one guy wore him out. It was like a, it was like a Kleenex box. And you, <laughs> and you did stand up. And so when you did stand up and it didn't go well, someone would throw a tomato at you. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to make a sandwich out of this. Well, you know what? Listen, man, I, I knew I was never going to, you know, and I went to, I went, when I was in LA, I went back to culinary school while I performed, you know, I was just, I, I, you know, I worked in restaurants. So I also did stand up out there and I worked my way up the groundlings all the way to the what writing lab. And I, I did, you know, I, I, I did everything. I was always, you know, like I was always like the funniest kid in class, you know, but how that translated to stand up wasn't so easy. You yeah, know, you I think that, it's, that- it's, it's do you find that like being around the yeah. other chefs, like maybe those people didn't have the biggest personality in the room or weren't the no. funniest people? No, and that's and you're the thing. Like, hey, I got this. I'm going to combine these skills. Exactly. And, and, and what it kind of, what I finally figured out, you know, was I'll never be the best, you know, chef in the world. I'll never be a Michelin starred chef. I'll never be the best chef in the world. I'll never be the best stand up or comedian in the world room, but I sure as hell could be the funniest chef in the, in the world. So that's what, that was my niche that I kind of, you know, and that's what kind of the, the, the sandwiches were a perfect accompaniment to that kind of, you know, goal and, and point of view was like, Hey man, you know, I'm not trying to plate up a linear style food here. Sure. And I'm not trying to like be a road comic, but yeah. if I can take what I've learned from doing comedy my whole life, in cooking, making sandwiches my whole life, and bring them together, it would just be, you know, I, I could I could stand out, and and, it, and it's worked for me, you know. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has. I mean, you yeah. have like uh, 
You've had three shows. You're currently on the kitchen yeah. on Food Network. You won season seven of the Food Network Star, and you've been uh, nothing is stopping you, man. How do how you know, does it yeah. feel? How does it feel to? Are you intimidated by cooking with like an, like an iron chef? Not not at all, because you know what? I'm I'm friends with a, a lot of these, you know, very uh, highly accredited chefs. You know, New York chefs. You know, some of my best friends in the industry are Jeffrey Zakarian or Mark Murphy from Chop or Ann Burrell, and we spent, you know, we'll, we'll go somewhere for a week in the summer. You know, the, the best part about all this is that, uh, you know, I'm still the poorest guy on the block, and a lot of these people have giant houses on the beach, you know, and then we can go mooch off them. Like, you know, I grew up mooching off friends of ours' cottages in Michigan. You know what I mean? But it's just a different scale. So we'll cook together, and, and you know, I, I think they're always surprised that, you know, about, you know, you know the breadth of my, you know the breadth of my knowledge. Were you that guy in college? Not just like, limited. Hey, we're all hungover, mm-hmm. Jeff. You got to get in the kitchen, make make one of them sandwiches, man. You're oh yeah, king. I was a grill master. I was like the steward for my fraternity. You know, I controlled the kitchen there for yeah. sure. When you were in college, what was your deal closing sandwich? <laughs> my deal closing sandwich <laughs> like was, you, uh, you know, you, uh, you had like a girl uh, come over. What's your sandwich that you make? You know what the thing was? Uh, I was lucky. I was I was in a band. I was as a lead singer and, and guitarist for a, a band all four years in college. Dude, so that was my all. that was my that, that was my deal closer because I was I was I was playing, I was about a hundred bills uh, heavier back then. <laughs> you know, Still, man, so my deal guy. closer was uh, you know try not to belch up the burrito I ate earlier. What kind of <laughs> what kind of music did you did your band play? Rock, you know, straight up, you know, kind of rock. Just rock and roll covers, some originals and everything. We were called Brawler Ron. It was, it was like my island. I really, I didn't do any, you know, I didn't do comedy in college. I didn't do like theater or anything. I just did. Yeah, the band was my, con, you know, conduit to, You're making to get out there. feel bad right now. You were in a band. <laughs> you did stand up. You did sketch. You won the Food Network. You have three TV shows. And Pat and I was like, you know what? I got a gig at the bowling alley. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's not to say I didn't do, you know, some choice, uh, you know, uh, stand-up gigs at a bowling alley that also serves, you know, fried chicken at Maywood. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I definitely came up through the ranks. I don't know, man. I just I just kept my eye on the prize and kept hustling and trying to be nice and be a good person, you know, to, you know throughout the whole journey. So right. I, I think that's the secret sauce right there, you know. All right, let's get some uh, sandwich advice from you. If you have been I'm out here. all night. And you wake up the next morning, and you're like, I'm not even doing breakfast. I'm going right to – or maybe it's a breakfast sandwich. What's the, the best hangover sandwich? Oh, my God. It's uh, so four Tylenol, you know, <laughs> maybe a little <laughs> – uh, four Tylenol, whatever it's you got. And, you know, and cheese. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in, in, in the, you know, the awesome power of the egg. Oh, yeah. Uh, and because and, it, 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 it's filling, but it's not – People get too greasy. You know what I mean? I think a nice egg and sausage sandwich, so even like from like, you know, Dunkin' Donuts or the Starbucks, it's, you can't be beat because it's not too much. If you sit there and have like a platter of pancakes and eight slices of bait, you're going you're gonna to feel like crap. You know, it's going to slide right out of you instantly. But if you, you know, give a little bread and everything, that's it. I'm a sucker for that. 
were your favorite places in Chicago? I know you had that show 24 and 24, which was cool. Wow. Those of you listening didn't know it. Just the concept was you had 24 hours and yep. just a budget of $24. You had to buy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know you did a Chicago episode. Where'd you go? Oh, my God. It was so long ago. I don't even remember. I guess, I, I, let me answer this. My favorite uh, restaurant in Chicago right now is my own restaurant, Pork and Mindy's in Bucktown. Yeah, there you guys you even know about me. You get, that's, where, that's where everybody should be eating. Yeah, so but, that's my, I recommend. We have the best sandwiches. It's all slow-smoked um, sandwiches, uh, creative combinations, great smothered tater tots. I mean, I'm talking like piles of meat and cheese and fried crispy onions on a bed of golden brown tater tots. Uh, it's, uh, I think, uh, you know, we've had a lot of great write-ups, a lot of great reviews. So if, if you haven't been there, you got to get there. Yeah, I'm we wanted very to proud. do this interview there. We're trying to line up to try and get some free food out of this, but I guess you wanted to do it on <laughs> Skype. <laughs> well, well, we'll do the next round there. Unfortunately, I was, I was, I was unable to go in there. I'm, I'm sitting there talking to you guys and then. You know, a couple more interviews and stuff. I just got back last night from a lovely Detroit. Um, yeah. So that's always a nice experience, you know. Well, so. yeah, I know you're going to be here at the park next week, and you're doing, uh, you're battling Frank Thomas in a, uh, you guys have like a cook-off, like a barbecue battle. And that's yeah, going to be on, the, on June 10th. It's uh, on the fan deck right before the game. I think you guys are going to start like 545 shortly after the gates open. What are you going to be uh, barbecuing that night? Well, it's a grill-off, so I am grilling burgers, but I'm turning them into just giant, perfect patty melts, right? So I'm going to take that charbroiled, you know, fatty 80-20 ground chuck burger, coat it with about four slices of gooey white American cheese, caramelized onions, and poblanos. Patty melts got to be American cheese, right? uh, Yeah, don't, listen, don't, you know... I don't know if I can curse on this show. Yeah, you can. can I? Okay, well, don't be an <laughs> and start That's putting, right. like, Gruyere or Swiss cheese. It's got to be American. It's got to be American. Or we're going to give gotta. you. Yeah, or you are an You're a king. <laughs> See, there's always a king title if you guys yeah, want exactly. one. That, that, I think that's the only one left. Dude, grilled um, onions are so underrated when, like, no. caramelized onions. Uh, it's so, uh, so good. good. So good. And I'm going to serve it with my uh, my famous 18,000 Island dressing in uh and it's going to be on, like, salted butter-covered marble rye, and we're going to griddle it fresh right there so you get – it's, like, the best of both worlds. And we're going to be serving that. Frank. Frank Thomas doesn't have a chance. He's not a chef. I love that. This would be like you having a home run contest with him. He's, well, hey, who's, he's who's walking right into your zone. swing, you know? I mean, listen, that's the beauty of the You know, the business I'm in right now, if you watch the Food Network, if you watch the Cooking Channel, you know, a lot of people are – you know, coming, you know, from various backgrounds and, and having cooking shows and writing cookbooks, you know, yeah. it's a, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's one way to keep the careers going or if they do have a true passion to the food, but hey man, it's so universal that everybody's go got back some connection. That American cheese because, you know, grilled onions, caramelized onions, a huge fan as well. But like I travel around the country and sometimes people roll your, roll their eyes when they talk about American cheese. Or if I ask, Hey, you got American cheese. If I order a burger. What are your you thoughts know what those, as a you know what those chef? People, you know what we call those people that talk crap about American cheese? Terrorists. <laughs> Terrorists. <laughs> Terrorist Terrorist. kings. Yeah, and, and then we can't let them win. Okay, so it's our... It's, listen, every, every, every ingredient has its place. And I'm not going to, like, serve slices of American cheese on a charcuterie board, you know, yeah. or expect it to be on one that I'm paying $30 for at a fancy restaurant. 
But when I'm like having a grilled cheese or a, a, a diner style hamburger or a patty mouth, I want copious quantities of American cheese, melty and gooey. I don't care if it's not real. I don't yeah. care if it's processed cheese food. You know, I agree I'm with you, it. man. I just want to hear like a pro say it because I I feel like stupid sometimes. Please. People make me feel bad about liking American cheese, and I try and defend it. But I'm not. I wasn't trained at Le Cordon Bleu culinary <laughs> program like yourself. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, that's why it's the it 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 then you just heard it. You just heard it here from from the king. All right. I so am, I am condoning all American cheese eating from here on out. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you another question as like a novice chef. Like I'm starting to, you know, I got kids and I start to cook a little bit at home. What's the, the skill that someone new to the kitchen needs to master to make everything easier? All right. Just, just get, listen, all you need is one knife and a cutting board and an onion and, 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 and try your best to master that. It's not even master it, just with confidence. So you're not shaky and you're not almost cutting yourself and you're not, you know, you just got to master knife skills. I mean, it, it all starts and stops with there. It's hard to cook a whole meal without cutting something, you know, yeah, chopping. So that's the, to cut up an onion. It really so, does. like, mastering I mean, and it's it's bad. My mm-hmm. eyes are burning. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. brutal. But you got to motor through it, man. Man up. And, and you know, if you got to cry when you cook, it's. You know, it's it, it's it's you know, it builds your person. It's personality building. Does chewing right? gum? They say chewing gum helps that when you're cutting up an onion. Uh, you know what? You know what helps it? Just finishing it. You know, <laughs> just get, get, freaking chop the onion. You, you you chop the onion. Don't be you know. Don't be you know. Don't pussyfoot around the onion and just chop the onion. Yeah, Everybody's helps. like, "Where's goggles?" The and then they they got a piece of bread in the mouth. I don't, you know. I mean, this is not. It's it's chopping an onion. You know, you're not going into battle. You cut the onion. So master the knife I'm, skills. You got to master knife skills. That make master the knife skills and I keep saw, that knife sharp. I saw one of your episodes of the kitchen, and you guys were doing skill versus gadgets. What do you think? Yeah. It, tell our listeners what's the best gadget you should have in your kitchen. <laughs> a knife. You know, I, I would stay away from. <laughs> majority of gadgets um you know that should be the knife king you love knives man (laughs) i well hey man you know you need a knife and a pan and an oven and a i i think uh you know get a good see i hate gadgets i'm trying to i don't even know what gadgets are we talking to a sandwich king or a a latin king you're like (laughs) you need a knife you need a blade i'll take that come on man all this violence going on in this city come on don't make light of that Unbelievable! All my fallen soldiers. Oh, I um, thought you were comedically listen. trained, man. <laughs> so, so I would say a good like sheet sheet tray. You know what I mean? Like a like what you would call a, a cookie sheet. You go out, you get a good one. It, it'll last you for your whole life. It's not going to like get flimsy. You know how sometimes you put stuff in the oven, it gets flimsy and it like starts, you know, a distorting when it hits the heat. That's because you have a cheap pan. You get a good pan for like twenty, thirty bucks will last you a lifetime. And you could roast chicken on it, roast your vegetables, cook steaks on it, hold stuff on it, marinate stuff on it. It's triple, quadruple, quintuple duty. What do you think is the biggest contributor to this whole foodie craze? And like food is just so much better than it was fifteen years ago. Like you go to restaurants now and everyone is like up their game. And you think it's like you know shows what? shows like yours that are driving that and I a hundred percent. I think Food Network has a, has a ton to do with that. Um, in in the internet culture, just everybody being able to snap photos, review restaurants, give their two cents, blog about it, review it. Whereas before, 
what you had the you know the Gap Guide, you had uh, the newspaper, you know, Tribune uh, restaurant reviews every week, and word of mouth. Now all that word of mouth. Now everybody's a critic. Everybody's got uh, you know is, is has just you're born with the right to be a restaurant critiquer. You know, so and people take full advantage, Instagram and all that, and it just kind of made food really forward in culture, and it's it's good for me and good for you know my business. Well, I think um, what you do is you like you have real food and you bring it. You're not like you know one of these um, kind of snotty seven course places where people are jumping. Yeah. Like, what do you think? What's the like most arrogant thing you've seen in the world of food, or maybe? Uh, you don't have to name names, but like something you've seen from a chef or some kind of. You ever like yourself roll your eyes about really you're charging that, and you're giving yeah, them this like, much food. I had something happen. I won't name the restaurant, but it's big and it's a very big restaurant group. And I've eaten there, you know, once or twice before I went there, and I had to send back the you know artisanal house made bread basket. Right, their their table bread because the bread was moldy. Oh, and then I proceeded to uh, have to somewhat argue with, you know, the chef on hand that it was, I wasn't arguing. I was like, dude, this is moldy. And they were, they were not having it. <laughs> and I was like, I offended them for showing them that, you know, part of their bread was moldy. So it goes to show like the simplest thing sometimes, you know, was by the chilies? fanciest guys get screwed up. <laughs> was, was it, it chilies? Yeah. Was it chilies? Hi. Outback, as uh, you know, it was uh, it was what's you know Applebee's. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is uh, what do you think's the best? What's your favorite type of bread to work with for your sandwiches? Oh my God, that's like you know every every, every that's a big question. I mean, it's all okay. Sorry, my wife was telling me I have a phone call in a couple of minutes. She's the boss around here. Nice. Um, Put her on. Where are you going? On. Where are you going? The doctor. She's taking my son to the doctor. Well, oh, okay. You see, this is what I. You know, some point this podcast is going to be more respected where people interrupt us in the middle of an interview. We're just <laughs> hang on a second, man. <laughs> no, I understand, man. If you if you got to go, you got to go. But Kevin says sourdough is his favorite bread. Jeff, yes, you there? Yeah, yes. yeah. I think we okay. lost you there for a minute. Oh no. Where, 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 where were we at? I'm we sorry, I got distracted. We talked about favorite bread, favorite bread. sourdough. Uh, uh, you know, I do not. That sourdough is like my least favorite. I think it's just too much sourness. Maybe, oh, it, maybe on certain sandwiches, but, you know, I love, like, Chicago has great breads. And I think, like, something, you know, what we call, like, extra-long French, which you get at every Italian sub shop. Oh, I think right. it's, like, the perfect bread for many sandwiches. See, my, my know, sandwiches some, mostly consist of grilled cheese, so that's when I yeah. go with the sourdough. And there you go. You know, you, go, you, know, you know what grilled cheese belongs on? Good old-fashioned white bread. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm like. <laughs> with a knife. You got to start with a knife. <laughs> yeah. You got a nice American cheese and good old-fashioned white bread. Look at this. We're really swinging for the fences, guys. <laughs> I'm going to come home tonight and, my, and be like, talking to my wife. like, babe, I was on the phone with a classically trained chef today, and I went to the <laughs> store, and look what I got. White Boom. bread. Look at that. Cheese and a nut. And an onion. And an onion. <laughs> and an onion. Well, no listen, onion uh, goggles. Jeff, we're excited about uh, you ha- you coming out to the park next week, and uh, good luck battling Frank. This is a layup for you. If you if you don't win this cook-off, you might Well, you know what, man? Hey, I, I, think, I think it's just all about getting people out there and having a good time. I mean, listen, if I lose, 
then I'll take it like a man, you know? Uh, you know, I, he's, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm nervous, but I, I, I feel like it's going to be a friendly, uh, a friendly battle to say the least. And, and regardless, um, for the next uh, two weeks after that, our sandwich will be featured at the stadium, uh, where the beggars pizza is at. So, so even if you can't make it to the, uh, the barbecue or the, the grill off between me and big Frank. You can come and enjoy the sandwich for the you know next nine days or so. Well, that's going to be great, and then, you know they know um, a lot of people who are listening and come out to the park know they got great food here, and to have you part of it and elevating even further, we appreciate that. And we, we've been watching your shows. I know you're from Chicago. Did you grow up a White Sox fan? Yes, I did. Born raised. I was uh, you know my family's from Taylor Street, so they were uh, they were all big Sox fans, and you know I don't think I went to a Cubs game until I was like twenty five or something so i went to the last game at, at old comiskey i still have the ticket uh awesome. so yeah i was i'm, I'm definitely a, a lifelong Sox fan so i'll be throwing out the first pitch so that'll be a, a great uh, little dream come true too have you been practicing for that uh yeah i will the day of <laughs> we'll, <laughs> right, we'll, us, we'll uh... be all right Give us one other, other than being at the last game, give us uh, one other White Sox uh, memory or maybe like your favorite player. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? Just uh, being, at, uh, being at that last game, uh, you know, I was, I, I, was a, I, was a, I was just honest to God, I'm not just saying this just to say it, but I, we, me and my brother were a giant, we're just giant Frank Thomas fans. And we have, like, my brother's coming with me. He's so thrilled because, we we had you know the every, the leaf rookie card the Don Russ the upper deck the tops every single Frank Thomas rookie card we have so we're bringing them there and he's gonna freaking sign every one of them <laughs> yes he will and I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be more than fifty bucks a piece no I think so if he charges it that's fine and then I'll charge him for my autograph exactly you should no Frank's great he was actually uh, on the first episode of uh, the cycle. Of this podcast, oh great! So he's he's tremendous, and um, I know he's looking forward to taking you on uh, at the barbecue battle. So um, we want to plug your Twitter. Tell everyone where they can find you online. All right, uh, at Jeff Morrow across the board. So Instagram, uh, Twitter is at Jeff Morrow. Go to come check out Pork and Mindy, sixteen twenty three North Milwaukee, in the heart of uh, Bucktown and Wicker Park. We're open now late nights, uh, Friday and Saturday, to 3 a.m. So if you're stumbling out of a bar, stumble into ours and uh, have some uh, giant uh, giant smothered tots and sliders with uh, all-natural smoked pulled meat. So there you go. That sounds awesome, man. That we will be really there good. very soon. we got a big hour <laughs> coming out. Actually, our whole crew, uh, the cycle, we're going out day game. We're going to invite people that listen on uh, June 30th, and then we're taking these producers out, and uh, we might nice. not be there. Sounds good, man. Right. Well, let me know. I, I'll be there. I'll make sure I'm there for you guys. Okay. I right, appreciate, appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, Jeff. Target, take it easy. Ciao. All right. Bye. 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 All right. Welcome to the cycle. This is Fun Kev. I'm here with Kevin Bozeman. We are at U.S. Southern Field, and we have a historic, another historic episode. Yes, this episode is a, thirteen. A first. a first. We have four guests. We have four guests. We have Allie Quigley, Cappy Pondexter, Tamara Young, and Courtney Vandersloot. Is that right? And they all play for the Chicago Sky. We have the first group of people 
that can beat us in basketball. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> crush us, probably. That beat us is slightly saying that crush us. In that basketball. is correct. That is correct. I'm cool with that. I, I'm I'm cool. Would with it that. be Would it be any Would it be close at all? Like up to 21? No. No. I don't think you guys would score. You would get run ruled. We wouldn't. You guys know what that is, right? Run ruled. So what, <laughs> like, oh, 11 oh, nothing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Look, I'm not Pretty saying much. you couldn't crush us, but we could. We couldn't score. No. You play make it, take it. Yep. Yeah. You oh yeah. Then we <laughs> <laughs> all right then. Yeah, but I mean, I mean that's a trick. That's a all right. Yeah, just make it, take it. We couldn't score. So playing score. a twenty-one, you go. You, would you play by ones and twos? I would do ones and twos. Yeah. See, see, that's the thing. I grew up doing that, playing ones and twos, and that is so unfair for the three-point shot, like mathematically. Because the math should be yeah, it's, now it's double. Right? So yeah, I never, I never thought about five. that. I played it for years. So I never we, thought about it. So we should, should we do two and three? Right. And That's three? what it should be. The game would be over <laughs> quickly if you do it that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. You know what? I was not going to talk any trash. And I shouldn't because I'm not a professional <laughs> athlete. She is <laughs> not a professional you. athlete. It's no, no. There's, look, we get it. Yes, I, I yield. No, we, we are thrilled us. to have you guys. And we both did play basketball back in the day, but we never played at your level. And uh, how exciting. Not only do you guys play for sh- the Chicago Skies, some of you, or maybe all of you, play overseas as well. Yes. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> do you not want, you not want to talk about that? Yes. Three of us <laughs> were actually in Turkey, in Istanbul, in the same city, so it was kind of cool. You're yeah. all in Istanbul? Different teams. Yeah, different yeah, teams. teams. How is how is that? You, I mean, does the competitive spirit just just drive you through? Like you see them in Istanbul, you, you still try to crush them, right? Of course. That's like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's good. All right, Courtney, get on the mic for a minute because you're going to throw out the first pitch today, right? I am. Yes. Are you nervous about this? I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions in a row and you say yeah, I am yes to all of them. <laughs> that sounds good. How old are you? I am. Yes. <laughs> Are you sitting in this room right now? I am, yes. You, are you wearing a watch? I am, yes. <laughs> I could get used to this. <laughs> so how have you been practicing? Well, I just was in the parking lot right now and just threw a couple of balls. No, not you? balls. Strikes. Strikes. Oh, oh, nice. Nice. Yes. I used to play some softball back in the day, so I feel like it's like riding a bike. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Wait, are you going to do the wind-up no, 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 underhand no, 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 pitch? No, that no, wouldn't that wouldn't work. Right. No. Plus, the ball is so small. Yeah. yeah. And there's no reason to the be nervous because only, you only get one chance, and there's like 30,000 people watching. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what's there to be nervous <laughs> about, right? Yeah. yeah what's to be? So you're from out west? I am, yes. You went to... <laughs> 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 I don't know why. Now it's like stuck in my head. That's all right. <laughs> Do you just testify recently in a trial? No. Because you're like so coached up. Jury duty. Just say I am. I feel yes. like this is really official. <laughs> it is? Look I'm from this. Seattle. This is not official. <laughs> this is not. This is, the, this is the most unofficial thing that the White Sox do. So you're, you're good. So I read up on each of you because we weren't sure who was going to join us. And we're, we're thrilled to have all four of you. So, but, but let me just stick with Courtney for a minute because um, – you went to Gonzaga, and one of your stats. I did, yes. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> 2,000 points and 1,000 assists while you're at Gonzaga. And no one has ever done that before at the Division One level, boy oh, nice. or girl, man or woman. So in Stockton, for those who don't know, John Stockton went there. He did. To, to, to yes. So that's so that's that's. You guys are just huge. throwing facts at me. So no, it's that, like that's huge, though. Like to, to do two thousand points, one thousand assists, and a Hall of Fame point guard, arguably one of the five best point guards ever. Did, we went to that school and didn't do it. That's huge. Yes, that, that's very big. And Stockton was a mentor, right? He was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Talk about that for a minute. We got to throw you some curveballs. Well, his son was actually on the men's team at the time, so he was around a lot. I mean, not that his he would have been there anyway. So um, it was it was nice having him around, just getting to pick his brain as much as he could. Um, He's a lot friendlier than people give him credit for. Oh, is that his reputation to be unfriendly? I knew people said he was like you know a little bit not unfriendly, but I guess a little standoffish. Did you walk past practice, give you a little forearm shiver because that's what he always did, just throw a little dirty elbow? Yeah, he didn't do that to me. He's scared, I guess. (laughs) We're like the same size, so. (laughs) (laughs) And Cappy, where are you from? From California, but raised in Chicago. Raised in Chicago, you went to Marshall High School, right? Yeah. So is it, is it fun playing now in your hometown? It is. I enjoy it. Um, I'm 33 now, so I've traveled a little bit. So it's good to be back. So does it ch- put pressure on you? Do you have people at, like, at every game or like they every, you for tickets? Every single game I have pressure. Every practice I have pressure. So yeah. right now I have pressure. There's no pressure. You were like the, <laughs> most, the most gregarious one when they four walked in here. And now you're going to play the shy card? Let's go. Somebody step up. <laughs> Yes, this is, I on, am. We gotta elevate <laughs> yes, this. We gotta elevate this. Talk about the difference between the playing basketball here in the states versus playing overseas. <clears throat> oh, um, it's a huge difference. Um, number one, we're away from family for seven months uh, out of a year. You know, so it's hard being away from everybody. Uh, it's competitive, you know, and plus the money is great, so you can't really complain. So what, it balances out. What yeah. does that do, though, for, like, to play all year round? Like, how do you guys rest up? Like, the physical toll, do you guys ever take a year off? Because I know Diana Taurasi had to – she chose to play overseas over playing for Phoenix. Like, I mean, do yeah. you guys ever – like, when do you get rest? Well, first of all, they paid her to take a break, so we're not even – even right. close to that. But, you know, you just got to fake every now and then. Like, oh, you guys didn't pay me this month. I'm going to sit out for a few weeks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. How do you like hearing Ooh, that? I got a stub paycheck. How do you like hearing that that your teammate fakes injuries? <laughs> does that bother you? As she has on the boot. Yeah, yeah it makes us wonder. Courtney, does it bother you? It does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to stick with so. that one. We're going we're gonna to wear that one out. Allie, you were overseas, and you had like a, I just read this, you had like a pretty scary situation. You oh, were yeah. in, um, was Try this Trying not in- to talk about this so much, but yeah, I was actually sightseeing with one of my friends from Joliet who came up and like maybe a block away, one of the Wait, bombs. you were sightseeing in Joliet? No, well, that's the no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. There's some limestone. <laughs> And there's a steel mill. And Joliet a is amazing. Right okay. The okay. <laughs> a prison made of limestone. <laughs> Whatever. No, you're from. You went to Joliet Catholic Academy. I went yes. to Marist High School. Same conference. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. So you, yeah. you're from. You're, you're another hometown. And you went to DePaul, right? Yeah. Kevin teaches at DePaul. Really? Well, I. <laughs> I kind of motivate. I'm more like a motivational speaker at the ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're all like that a, there. So you're playing the same time. arena that you played college hoops in. Only the men play there. We actually played on oh, campus. Oh, you play on Lincoln campus. Park. Yeah. Do you like that better? I did, yeah, just because it would, was always packed and um, it's a smaller venue, so it was I nice. grew up. I grew up on the south side. I was a huge DePaul fan in the day. They were so good in the 80s, the, the men's team. And then I um, moved up to the north side after college, and I always felt like – that's where they should play men and women in that area. Yeah. You know, it was just like such a drive out to, to Rosemont. Even and us, like we probably went to like three or four men's games, like not even enough just because we're so busy and 
like you said, it was too far to get to. But sure. It's great to Still a little pickup game right between Gary's Popcorn and DePaul Bookstore. I know. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be perfect. <laughs> hey, I want to hear this story. We, you didn't finish it. Yeah, so tell okay. the story. You're overseas. So I'm sightseeing in Istanbul, not Joliet. One of my friends was coming up to visit, and um, just about a half a block away, one of the bombs went off, and we're just kind of like, oh, my God, what was that? Was it a gunshot? She's like, no, that was a bomb as we see people running away. So we just kind of start running also. <laughs> Find like the nearest transportation. So it was a pretty scary thing, but we made it out of there. <laughs> and that was just a few months ago, right? Yeah, it was. Oh my goodness. So your friend, was she, does she play hoops or she was just over there? She did back in the day, yeah, in grade yeah. school. She was pretty fierce defender. <laughs> And that was at, that was so right in Istanbul and it, there were, there were like many casualties, I think. For that one, maybe there was like 13, but I mean, they happened like once a month there, unfortunately. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah I think it was a total of 25 the whole year. 25, really? Yeah, they were, that wasn't accounted for. But they I, had like, <clears throat> they had our uh, <clears throat> security. Our security had a, um, actually like a Twitter following, so we could follow like everything that was happening just to be safe and know wh where we should go and where but we should. But that's got to make, having bombs like that's got to make it easier to shoot free throws, right? Like, there's no pressure. Total concentration. Free throw now, right? <laughs> Can't be a big deal. It's, so, it's four seconds left, game side. You got a pressure free throw. Um, it was a bomb three blocks away. I think I can, I can hit do this it. free throw. <laughs> They're still a little shook up about it. You're just like, eh. They get 25. We weren't in that hemisphere, so we could joke about that terrorism. They get 25 a, a season, so I think they're <laughs> used to it. That's, that's no, it's got to shake you up. But be, and, and being yeah. over there, uh, some of you guys have um, gotten citizenship for these countries, right? Yeah, I got Hungarian citizenship. I played there for three years, and they just kind of what they do over there, they offer citizenship. So do you have to take it. a citizenship <laughs> test? Like, is there like You kind of do. You have to say some words in their language and um like that's what? about like, it like <laughs> yes I like am. hello say, yes. <laughs> say hello you have to read off a piece ah, of you're paper. one of us now <laughs> <laughs> no but you have to play for their national team like pretty much come whenever they want you to come so but you you, you have dual citizenship yeah citizenship yeah now. i didn't give that up that's the first thing my mom asked she's like you're not giving up your american citizenship are you so does that change the roster then too like so you're a hungarian so you're not a, a i'm not foreign. an american yeah you can have two americans on every team usually so i don't count as an american oh is that right yeah oh see that <laughs> there's well, some, some motivation said, yeah. citizenship anywhere else america that's right <laughs> you seem fired up about it too america <laughs> No one else has a different citizenship, no? All right. So what, what, all right, here's, here's a good question. You know that I'm full of these, I'm full of these ladies. Every episode, Kevin asks a question and announces beforehand that it's a good question. What is it going to take to get you guys back to the championship level? What is it right now? Are you, would you say that you need to improve upon last year? That's going to be the difference. T, we haven't heard from you. Yeah, come on in there, T. <laughs> I told you it's a good question. <laughs> T went to uh, Laney High School in Wilmington, North Carolina. You know who else went there? Uh, certain. Who number. went there? <laughs> well, we know we're from the Chicago. Do you, we watched Come Fly with me. You watched Come Fly with me. No. Did you play for Fred Smith? Did Fred Smith cut you too? No, Fred Smith <laughs> was the men's coach. I oh, played okay. for Sherry Tons. <laughs> I was just kind of joking, <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to warm me up a little bit. Man, I thought the men. I thought the men's 
professional athletes. I thought those guys were tough to talk to. <laughs> oh my gosh, come on! I mean, it's hard to talk to coach. women any situation, but you guys are <laughs> not making this easy. Come on, T. <laughs> what, what, what do you guys need? This, what's going to be your championship run? What, what is it? What um, did you we'll miss? We definitely have to step up our defense. That's been our major emphasis this year. So last year we were top number one in offense and at the bottom in defense. So feel to make it further, step up our defense, and we'll be a great is team. It, is it the transition defense? Because you guys pushing it back and forth for the half court You've been sets. watching the games, huh? I'm just <laughs> saying. I just know a little something about basketball. I'm just saying. Y'all yeah, transition definitely defense, the transition defense. It's hard to give up. Because you're in the finals two, year, two seasons now, right? Court. Yes. 2014 finals. And last year you guys had a great year. Most wins in franchise history, I believe, or one of the best records. What were you, 21 and 13, I believe? It was pretty close. Close. Is there right? a team historian back here? <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for like a nod over there. We don't, we don't know our records. On, we throw just throw the stats out. <laughs> so this year, you guys just kicked off the year. You're, you're what, one and one? You played last night. That's why you're so tired right now. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a long day. Long day at the office. Long day at the Who's office. Who's your coach? Pokey Chapman. Pokey Chapman. All right, I knew that. She also coaches in Russia. She used to, yeah, not yeah, anymore. She, she oh, retired from. She retired from Russian Russia? league, yeah. <laughs> All right, so she she rode you guys pretty good today. We actually had off today. <laughs> you were off today. <laughs> All yeah, I heard not was, to there's no off days. They got All a low practice. I was at I was at they, the gym at eleven o'clock. We went to the gym and got extra shots up. So this is what we heard. We were gonna do this at four o'clock this afternoon or four thirty, and there, we heard. Tough practice. Is they're keeping them, so that's why they're not here. Yeah. So oh. now the truth comes out. We had to get in better condition. So. Oh man. Tree Rollins is on the staff. I see. Is he still? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. But he was. I saw he that was, online. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Man, <laughs> sure. I gotta stop looking Here's at Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> man, go to Google, man. What's up? That's where I started. Oh. All right. So I, I have to. I have to ask this. You can no comment it, but I would love if you guys answer. What do you guys think of the Cheryl Swoops incident at Loyola? You, have you guys heard about that? I know you. <clears throat> have you, you, you guys have played with Cheryl before. Sure, it was great. She was a great, great player. One of the, one of the great. Is she, yeah. is, she the, is she the best women's player of all time? Who's your favorite? I think she's one of the best all-time top five. Um, top five? Scores in the WNBA history. She won three championships with four. Four, like, yeah. Like, you can't compete with that, you know? That's awesome. Who are some of the players that you looked up to growing up? Uh, Michael Jordan, um, Don Staley, um, Cynthia Cooper, uh, Reggie Miller. That's the California coming out of you. Have you had an opportunity to meet any of them? I met all of them. You did? Yeah. And what's some advice they've given you that you've really taken to heart? Uh, I don't know. You know, as a kid, you're like shy. You don't really say much, you know. But I mean, like you're on a podcast? You have an adult conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Am I being shy now? Well, I don't know. You're giving me some a hard of you time, are. man. You're being very good. Wait till this podcast is finished. <laughs> That's when you guys are going to start talking. I know it. <laughs> Wait till this is over. <laughs> then we're going to open up. So at Marshall, you were uh, good friends with D. Brown. Yeah. <clears throat> we grew up playing basketball together. Did, is that, did you guys grow up playing against? Like, Literally, we did. Every, yeah. Like every single day, pretty much. And all of you, would, you know, when you're looking for a great competition, I'm sure you have to play with, you know, in co-ed games and 
you know, play a little bit more physical. Is that a thing when you are like you don't have much off season now because a lot of you play overseas? But where do you where do you work out now? When, or where do you find uh, pickup games? Well, Tamara doesn't like going overseas, so I think you'll be best to explain what you do. Take your time. Walk up to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, lately, um, this past season, I work out at LA Fitness. I get pickup games there, or I work out at the Jordan Gym on State Street. Do you reveal like who you are? Do you announce yourself when you come in? I just want y'all to know y'all about to get dominated, Chicago yeah. style. <laughs> Chicago style. A lot of people out. probably ask you after after the game, like, okay. Yeah, you know when you're for a female goes into a gym that guys are not really used to it. They like don't really want to pick you up. But here in Chicago, I mean, I've been here eight years, so a lot of the people that play basketball around here know who I am. Well, I think, yeah, in the Chicago sky, I know you guys have, uh, your popularity has really increased, and I think um, the last few years, just the WNBA overall. But when you say that there's three teams in a foreign city, in one city, three teams, why, why do you think that is, like, that it can sustain three teams in Istanbul, but in an American city, like, maybe only, only one? I don't so know. that's when you know it's yeah. a good question. Um, when the person you ask says it's a good question, <laughs> you don't say yourself. Look, we all have you our, we it. all have our way of doing business and asking questions. You do it your way, I do it my way. I like I'm, to announce mine. I mean, in all honesty, like I feel like European basketball, it's they're they're not it's not slated. Like every sport is respected. Like here, we're still as women trying to make our way um, as a league. You we're 20 years in, so it's a it's a lot different. You know, it's like we're not as popular. We're not above the rim. We're not athletic. So people tend to not want to see our game. I mean, but it's a more the, fundamentally sound game. I oh, think. absolutely. I think we're the best in terms of skill. Mm. Like anybody that plays in the NBA will tell you that we are better, better, we are better skilled than, than any man that play basketball. And that's the truth because we can't be above the rim right now. But our game is growing. You know, if you think about 20 years when the league NBA first started, we're way advanced in, in a lot of different areas yeah. money-wise. Um, social media, you yeah. know, a lot of different things. So we're growing. What's what's your favorite thing uh, about being in Chicago? Been eight years. What's your favorite thing, T? The food. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite pizza joint? I stick with Giordano's. Uh, oh, someone looks disappointed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm with you, Giordano's. Someone dis- I'm with you. She's from she- California. There's a Chicago. Going home run in. Man. Home run in is great. It's such an underrated pizza. It's so underrated. I love what about you guys? What's your fa- favorite pizza place? Pizza Hut. <laughs> no, it can't be. What? <laughs> Do you have an endorsement deal with them? That's almost sacrilegious here in Chicago. Pizza Hut. Yeah, you're trying to get an endorsement or something. <laughs> pizza Hut. Did you hear that? Come pizza on. Hut. No way. Really? What about what do you guys do on the road? You travel a ton, I'm sure. What do you guys like to do? You guys, when you're uh, when you're flying, what are you watching right now on Netflix? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I sleep on the flights, and then when we get to the cities, I look for the best sneaker shops. You collect sneakers. I love sneakers. That's so East Coast sneakers. <laughs> I love it. We're gonna let you slack, cause I'm I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Thank you. I have to prove it to <laughs> Courtney. <laughs> How many sneakers do you have? Maybe about 300. Five. <laughs> 500? Yeah. You collect the Jordans? I love Jordans. Yeah. Which favorite. favorite year? Uh, the 11s, retro 11s. Yeah. KB? 
Mine are the number ones, the first ones. Yeah, so I had to go number ones. ones. I go one. number ones are probably uh, 91 with the, uh, the mesh wing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I grew up. I bought these in real time, so, you, so I know the years. So We're you buy, so you buy them, and you just, you just, you don't really, you don't really rock them. Oh you no, just, I wear them. So you, you I, mean, I buy them and wear them. I mean, it's 365 days. You have 500 shoes. Yeah, so sometimes you hard. take a pair off and put another one back on. Be like, it's, it's time for you to get, <laughs> time for you to get a little shine. I try to wear a different pair a day. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Anything uh, you collect, Courtney? No, I don't collect anything. Sorry. <laughs> Corn, you got some walls up. <laughs> we, we, you want me to make something up for you? No, no, what? No. I don't collect anything. What do you want from me? <laughs> it was like she was outside going, I'm not doing this, guys. I'm not doing this. Yeah. If I'm doing this, I'm giving you one answer. I like Pizza Hut, and I don't collect nothing. You better believe that. For asking yes or no questions, right? <laughs> I just want to throw this first pitch and be done. Are you starting to get a little nervous? No. No. Have you um, have you timed yourself? How hard can you throw? <laughs> I timed myself. I'm just trying to like, ask your fastball. How, how, how fast is your, your fastball? I'm throwing probably about 40 miles an hour. <laughs> That's great. Not bad. Okay, good. <laughs> As if. Uh, as a woman in professional sports, I'm sure you run into a lot of like, just guys that are idiots. Tonight being a, a fine example, <laughs> but not because we're. I mean, is it because we're guys? Or what's we're, what's we're, the most? Right. What's what's one of the more offensive things you've been asked that you think, man, they would never ask me that if I was a guy. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Yes, and don't worry about it. Like it's the family feud. You get one answer, <laughs> or you get a third X. <laughs> what we gonna go with, guys? What we gonna go with? Yeah, take your time. Our listeners are used to long, <laughs> awkward pauses. That's a tough question. Man. <laughs> What's up? Or you, you did this? Is it so often that Why you don't just you don't stay even in think the kitchen? It? You know, like stuff like that. You've heard that. Yeah. Like people like. At a game, that's what they're yelling from. Not in a game, but just like on social media, like stay in the kitchen. Don't you belong in the kitchen? No yeah. kidding. Yeah. What year is it? That's crazy. I've had anything like too bad, but maybe just like, hey, are you in the playoffs? And it's like game one or something. Just oh, like really? All oh, right. Kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> the disconnect. But nothing like yeah, yeah. I haven't The disconnect to the, to the actual yeah. the game. Like, I wish it was like, okay, I wish everyone knew, you know, when our season was. And that kind of thing. Or how about the like, do you guys play full court? One, you guys play full court now, or <laughs> no kidding? That used to be a thing in yeah, Iowa, though, right? Yeah, the three way on back three. in the day, yeah, did, yeah. But where I never knew that. Yeah, in <laughs> Iowa, they had they did half courts, three on three, three on three. Oh my gosh! Look up on Wikipedia. I will. That's where I get all my <laughs> misinformation. <laughs> so you travel the world, you uh, you know, with all the overseas stuff. Let's go. Each of you name your favorite city, other than Chicago, that you like to go to be in. Okay. I like Krakow, Poland. Krakow, Poland. What? Why? Why? Great food. They speak English there. They have a Pizza Hut there. English. Do they have Pizza Hut? I don't think so. No. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Whoa. Whoa. Around the world. Can't wait to get to Poland. Get that crazy bread. Yeah, they do have. 
They had Burger King too, McDonald's. <laughs> they got everything there, yeah. They got everything. So. <laughs> you said they had Pizza Hut. She said they had Burger King, and then you said they have everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. Bro. You know who doesn't think they have everything? The people that live there. <laughs> Favorite city? L.A. L.A. Yeah, Great. All right. Cap. Yeah, I don't really Cap. Oh, um, probably Belgium and Prague. Belgium and Prague? Yeah, because they're like right next to each other, so it's cool. I like to walk around. Prague is pretty. Amazing. Like, I like to walk around and catch the whole city vibe and right. so they have like the hot wine, you know, stuff like that. Little knickknacks. Five dollars. Hot you go. wine and knickknacks? Yeah. That's what we should have put out here instead of water. Put some wine out. Up. Then we would have had, like, boom. Then we'll see how fast <laughs> you throw that first pitch. No yes or no question. Then you guys would have been like, yeah, Tree still coaches us. <laughs> <laughs> he's still Shout on the staff. Yeah, I know. Shout out to Tree, man. Yeah. If he's listening to this. <laughs> Which he is. Shout out, Tree. Did you say Courtney? I didn't. Mine's Rome. Oh, oh you look like you wanted that as an answer. There's so many good ones. There's a lot of good ones. Mines would be um, Orenburg, Russia. Anywhere in Russia. Yeah. Anywhere Not in anywhere. Russia. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> Everywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> this could start cold. an international. It's really cold. <laughs> this could be an issue. Year round? Well, you're from Chicago, dude. <laughs> anywhere in not Russia. Year round is cold? No, not year round. And we're not there in the summer, so I'm not really sure. May is starting. It gets warm. It's nice in May, April. It's nice. But Orenburg, Russia? No? Oh, it's the worst. What's the worst city you've been to? Uh, Joliet. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's man. over. I'm kidding. Whatever. I kid. My favorite is Amsterdam. Yeah, it was a city. <clears throat> Joliet's not a city. Why you like Amsterdam? You know, they just like to live there. Why you Why you got the follow-up no, I, questions? I, why I mean, I, I like to know these things, so when I do go to Amsterdam, Amsterdam I know. Amsterdam just, is just a great vibe. It's a very vibrant city. You know, I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> a lot I know of hot exactly wine and what knickknacks. you're trying to do. I know what you're up to. Not antique. They got a little hot. They got great necks and stuff <laughs> out there. It's the neck scene is amazing in Amsterdam. You can kill it in the neck scene. <laughs> <laughs> got all kind of nuts. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start hanging out with you guys. Do Do you guys have that? Do, like the NBA players, they have groupies. Are there groupies for like WNBA? Like just stay away from that guy. <laughs> stay away from that guy. He's been with everyone. <laughs> I have no idea. That's why I don't go back. That's why I don't go back to Orenburg. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's so many groupies there. again. <laughs> He's at every game. With his with his baby calf, bringing <laughs> bringing his sheep, <laughs> bringing me false fake necks. No, do you have like what's the the weirdest thing interaction you've had with a fan? Anything that borders on like, you know, kind of like okay, yesterday. that's a little. Yesterday, come on, Cappy, let's go. This is just no. Seriously, the guy was like, "Can I warm up with you guys?" I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, cool." He gets in the layup line with us. No lie, at halftime. I'm not lying. On the floor. What is security? Where's security? But I was joking though. (laughs) Yeah, he was was like, "You told me I could." On the court by the time she said he could. What is this? I looked behind me and there's this kid. How old is he? Ready to go. What? (laughs) He was so ready. Just some kid warming up. How old? He had to be like 15, 16. He was taller than us. Yeah, he was. No kidding. (laughs) What was security at? Nope. 
They on, came. They were on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about it? That's they came crazy. That was just yesterday. <laughs> yesterday <laughs> in Rosemont. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, that explains it. They, that might throw you off your game if somebody just jumps in a layup line. You can't. Yeah. You can't go back he, and he defend it. Optimum peak. He threw us off. <laughs> That's the reason why we lost this. He threw us off totally. How about you, Allie? Do you have a nickname, Allie? AQ? AQ, call you that? Yeah. AQ? Yeah. All right, how about you, AQ? <laughs> how about you, CVDS? <laughs> 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 Courtney Van Der Sloot. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, wait, it was C- <laughs> CVDS. CVDS. Come on, yeah, Cap. She's like wanting to be mad about something. <laughs> Not me. How dare you? you got, I can't think of anything. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so I'm sorry. getting used to it. <laughs> T. No. All right. You guys have been a uh, treat. Wait, did someone have a do, do you guys have, have a public relations? Is this the PR team? <laughs> do they just tell you, plead the fifth? Anything they ask you. <laughs> just... You, it's your constitutional it right. Been that bad? No. <laughs> you seem like you're enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I am having fun. I want you guys to have fun. <laughs> Kevin, any final wrap up? Uh, next game, like where can they, the, the the website and everything? Just just tell us what's coming up for you guys. You got a big road trip. You have some home games. What's coming up? Yeah, we play us. Uh, we play in Atlanta. It's a big road win for us. I'm putting it in. in you putting it out there? All right. Uh, Sunday, then we Atlanta, come back home. Rosemont against uh, L.A. Sparks on Tuesday. So All right. Oh, I like it. You calling the win in Atlanta? Yeah, I'm um, calling it. I love it. We're putting I'm it out there. It. When's this dropping? Monday. Next Monday? Damn it! <laughs> Dang. All right, but that's all right. We're still going to put it out there. All right, so Atlanta, then come back for LA. Yeah. And uh, Twitter, Instagram, who's big in social media? You want to plug it? Sure. I'm at Kappa, C A P P A 2 3 on both Twitter and Instagram. At Kappa 23, that's C A P P A 2 3. Yes. Courtney? Slute 22. S-L-O-O-T. Sloot 22. You got a great website, by the way. Thanks. You have a dog. I do. Romeo. Romeo. Oh. That's my guy. That's your guy. Yeah. What kind of dog is that? He's a chug. Chihuahua pug. Yeah? And he travels with you? Uh, no. He no. stays, yeah. Because I thought I saw him in one of your uh, tweets. I mean, he comes from Seattle to Chicago. That's yeah. the extent of his travel. <laughs> I dig the name. He's not European or anything. No. Okay. <laughs> Romeo. And then uh, you want to plug something here, Allie? I'm on Twitter, and it's just my name, Allie Quigley. <laughs> How about you, T? I'm on Instagram, tyyoung11. All right, perfect. Make sure you follow them. Make sure you get to a Chicago Sky game. Season just started. Their third game is this Sunday in Atlanta, and then they're back in town. They got the L.A. Sparks. And um, we'd love to see you guys out at a game. We're going to come out. Kevin and I are going to come out. Am I free to warm up with you? I think it'll be great. That'd be cool. Let's start something here. All right, cool. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Good luck. That wasn't as bad as we made it sound. No, it was fantastic, man. With the sky. I mean, no, you like. You still, I mean, I don't know how you can get off that. You terrorized them. They were, they were in huddle groups and <laughs> hugging like. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you were. I have dude, a I've, I've seen. Look, <laughs> listen, man. Your, your interview, you were spitting fire. I love it. I love when you're feisty. I love a feisty Pat McGann. But all right, right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep defending myself. I, I just want to say that I liked them. 
and I felt at the end that they liked me as well. Dude, and it, it was make, just it, it was a uh, you know maybe I didn't make the best first impression, but we're uh, we're you know. The relationship is gonna. You, you, I'm gonna you go to a game. Cultivate it. I'm gonna yes. get out to Rosemont. I want to go to a game even more so now. We might get in the layup line. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well. We'll do the three man <laughs> weave or two man one girl weave. <laughs> two man one girl weave. <laughs> no, dude. I'm telling you. Like, do you really think how many points have we played them two on two? What do you think? We what, if any two up? What, what do you think? My ego be? wants to say that we'd be all right, but. No. Realistically, dude, now that get, I'm like, we get crushed. I can admit that we would get killed, dude, they, especially make they, it take it. If you just looked at them, they just were lean, muscular, athletic. They run, dude. Have you ran up and down a court once or twice? Like, dude, that is a feat nowadays. Oh, I know. It's like that it feels like a, a football field being out there. Yeah, man. So we would we would get we would get crushed. But I would I would talk trash though. See, I, I think like trash. that's what is such a slippery slope. Like, if you start to be like, well, if we played them. Guys like to do that a lot with like, well, if I, you know, but it's like you don't, and that's a different league, and like, why would you even go there, you know? Right. Yeah, but dude, I, I, I would just, be curious, like a game of horse or pig, you you would especially be destroyed by these girls, like they are when you, when you get to when they get to show their specific skills. Yeah, yeah. No matter the more specific skills it is, the more we would get crushed. It's, yeah. More likely as we get crushed. Well, I'm definitely going to get out to a game. Um, I want to remind you guys, though, about this barbecue battle that Frank Thomas and our first guest on this episode, Jeff Morrow, it's going to be June 10th, whitesex.com slash BBQ battle. Did he, did he call someone a terrorist if you get people that don't get American yeah, cheese? Yeah, American cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, I made a Latin King comment. <laughs> right. He got on me with he that. Got on you about that. What's going on in this city? But. But terrorism but if you is going Swiss on in the cheese, world. Apparently, apparently, you're ISIS. You're a, you're an ISIS sandwich maker. It's crazy. It was, it was funny. That was fun. And you know what? The challenge with an interview like that is he wasn't in the room. It's a little bit. takes us off slightly off our game just to be. And any conversation is different when you're a person. And then, but then you made it up for being in the room like a steel cage match with the Chicago sky. <laughs> You don't lead us to a cage match until All Matt McGann's right, done with you. All right. Well, anyway, make sure you guys are uh, sharing these uh, episodes with your friends. We need some more downloads. We'd love, to, we'd love to have you guys doing that. Spread the word. Email us at thecycle at shysocks.com. We'd love to interact with you. We're going to be giving away some stuff soon, right? You Brad, know, Brad Moran's know, here. We're working on that. We're going to do another giveaway real soon. You know what would be good? Maybe um, – they can email us and say who would they like to to hear from like like is there people yeah. within the city or or things like yeah. that? They say hey so suggest some suggestions guests. like people that like it would be great if we interviewed that please send them along if you have a funny story about being at a White Sox game or a funny uh, White Sox anecdote email us those we'll read them on, on on one of the shows we'd love to do that so we want to interact with you guys we appreciate you listening uh, we have a lot of fun doing these episodes and we're uh, we're hoping to just keep growing it we got some cool guests coming up with the homestand yep. so we are excited about that make sure you check out kevin bozeman he's gonna be at zany's in june check out his website follow him on twitter and uh follow me as well at mcgann pat i do have some local stuff coming up too um but no headline shows really to speak of so i'd encourage you to go see kevin yeah come on and, out and uh, good time 
you guys will enjoy that. All right. Thanks for listening to The Cycle. We'll be back with another episode. I think we're going to do two episodes this week. Two episode week. Last week we had a little bit of a snafu with some editing. And uh, this is going to be a two episode week. We're going to make it up for you. All right. Thank you again. And we'll see you soon. Peace out. He did it.